0: Hi everyone, and welcome to Take Ten for Torah, number 934. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at Rabbi ismach at taketentfortorah.org. Today's ten is sponsored by the Brownstein family, in memory of Florence Brownstein, whose site was yesterday. We are coming close to Purim Katan. It is not quite Purim. It is this thing known as Purim Katan. So where does this come from? So it comes from a Mishnah. The Mishnah says in Megil daf Vav Amid Beis, Karo was a megalomai adorei shoe, of Sabra Hashana. Let's imagine you have two months of Adar, as we know. The second month, month of Adar would be a leap month, which would be added in order to make sure over the course of time that Nisan would remain in the spring. Talk about that a different time. But if you would have that second Adar, so where does Purim go? So if you had only had one, the Mishnah says, and then they decided after you had already celebrated Purim, you had a great time, you delivered all your Shalach Manos, you had your costumes, you dressed up, and you made your theme around your Shalach Manos, and then... Bezdin lets you know that they added another month of Adar. So what do you do? So it says the Mishnah, you have to do it all again. You have to read the Megillah in the second month. Then the Mishnah says, There is no difference between the first month of Adar and the second month of the Adar, except, the only difference is, these mitzvos of Purim. There's a very big debate in the Gemara exactly whether or not we agree with this mission or at least the way the mission presents it, we'll get to that in a moment. The Shulchan Aruch tells us, practically, in Tafrish Tzadik Zion, that Yom Yud Dalad V'tesvav Sheva Adar Rishon, the 14th and the 15th day of Adar Rishon, Ein Noflin Alpnei we don't say Tachron, Ve'in Omen Mizmer Yancha Hashem Yom Tzara, we don't say Yancha Hashem Yom Tzara, which is Tehillim between Asherin and V'letzion, because it refers to Yom tzara, a terrible. Day. and also we also be and it is forbidden to engage in Hespid eulogies of and fast days. Those are usually the hallmarks of happy days. We don't do these four things. We don't say Tachman, we don't say yan Hashem Yom Tzara, we don't do eulogies, and we don't fast. Okay, you would not have a personal fast day for a dream or something like that. But those other things of Purim, those other four mitzvahs, we don't do Mishnah we don't do Mishnah, we don't do Mikra Megillah, and we don't do Mishnah, we don't have a Suda. But the Shulchan Aruch brings another opinion that says, it would be okay to have Hesbit and Tainas, and really these days, these two days, which we know as Purim Kartan in the first month, wouldn't really have that much difference at all. That's a second opinion in the Shulchan Ar-Arch, but says the Ramah the Haminad kasvara rishona, we hold like the first opinion that says that we do restrict these four things. We don't say the sad parts of davening, because it's a happy day, and we don't do eulogies, and we don't do fasts on this day. The Ramah continues to talk about whether or not there is a custom to do a Sa'uda on this day, to have a nice meal, and uh, it pretty much says that it can't hurt. Okay. Now, everybody agrees that there's no al-hanisim, on these two days. So let's talk about exactly what this is all about, specifically the first opinion of the Shulchan Aruch, which believes that we're talking about the first Yudal tesvav of the first Adar, and those days have to be treated with no hespedim, no eulogies. Let's focus on what the nature of this day is. Again, for whatever reason, Purim is in the second month. It is not in the first month. So if it's the second month, so what is the meaning of what we're doing today. So the like, Guarana, as I mentioned before, has a whole discussion about exactly where perm should be placed. There are really three opinions as to how it should go. What it boils down to, one opinion says, that's Rabbi Elizabeth and Rabbi Ossi, who says it should be in the first month, Rabbi Shef Ben Gamliel, who says it should be in the second month. The Gemara there wonders, and the Vav, Amit why do they hold what they hold? So, when it comes to Rabbi Elizabeth and Rabbi Ossi, so the Gemara says, Ein ma al ha-mitzvos. The reason we got to do it in the first month is because we don't want to pass by a mitzvah. You have an opportunity to do a mitzvah, so you should do it as soon as you possibly can. not ben Gamliel, the other opinion in the Gemara there, which says that you are supposed to do Purim in the second month, as we, by the way, do it. Amar Rabbi Tavi explains, time of the ben Gamliel, the reason for him is, Mismach ge'ula le ge'ula adif. it is better to put Geula next to Geula, meaning the Geula, Rashi says, of Pesach, which is going to come in the very next month of Nisan, should be juxtaposed to the Geula of Purim, the geula of Adar. Which Adar should it be put into? It should be put into the Adar which is next to Nisan. And that, of course, is how we hold. The Gemara goes on, a few more lines discussing this. So, in the end, the reason we choose the second month of Adar is because of the idea of Purim being close to Pesach. Now, this mismach, geula, ge'ula is very similar to another phrase of Mismach guula l'tvila, smichas guula l'tvila. This that we do every single day. Baruchatoh Hashem go al Yisrael, and immediately thereafter we say. The tefillah, we daven, we say Shmona Esrei. So what's this all about? What's the similarity of Mismach Gula, the So I wanted to suggest, you know, the reason we are very big into not interrupting between Gula and Tefillah, we don't even answer with the bracha of Goal Yisrael within amen, we don't interrupt at all, is because we, Gula teaches us the idea that God is involved in the world. Historically, God is involved, and we learned that from Yitzhak time the Exodus from Egypt. You can't come to pray until you really recognize that, and you understand that, so therefore we focus on Ge'ula, and then we move on to Tefillah. Here, what's the mismach la l'Ge'ula? So I would suggest that maybe the idea is Parm, of course, is the least present God, so to speak. The Megillah doesn't ever mention God once. We believe, of course, that God is the God of history, and even exists and even was very, very active in the Purim story as well. So what we want to remind you is the same straight line exists between the Gula of Nisan, the Gula of Pesach, and the Gula of Purim. That redemption of Purim is also with God's involvement, just like the redemption of Pesach was so obviously through God's involvement. Okay, back to this. So why do we focus on the second month? Because of the redemption of Nisan. But then why do we do anything in the first month? So this is a very important question. The Chassam Sofer asks this question and he asks it actually in a bit of a stronger fashion as well. He doesn't understand why it is that we don't believe in this idea of Ein Ma'avir and Alhamitsvos. Why don't we create this holiday? and specifically created in the first month, because how can we pass by the opportunity? So he explains, first of all, based on the Gemara and Daf Yudala. The Gemara and Megillah, Daf Yudala talks about where do we know the idea that we're supposed to read the Megillah in the first place. So it says, We learned, There were 48 prophets who prophesied for the Jewish people, but they didn't add anything in the Torah. Chutz the only thing they added was Megillah." What does that mean? We'll see in a moment. My Darish, where did they get this from? Amir so Rabbi Amir B'shu'a Ben So Rabbi says in the name of Rabbi Shua Ben Karcha, they made the following Kavah the logical conclusion as follows. Ma'am E'avdus L'cheiros shira just like when we got out of Egypt, and we came out of the sea, and we really just were saved from Avdus saved from subjugation. We said Shira at the end of that story, Mimisa when we literally had an existential threat in the story of Purim, we thought we were going to be killed, shouldn't we similarly react with Shira? Shouldn't we similarly react with an overwhelming amount of praise? And so the Gemara says, that's where we learn, we have to read the story, we have to read the Megillah. And there's a famous conversation that comes after that about, hey, so why don't we say halal as well, just like we do On Pesach. So there are multiple answers to that question, but I want to focus on just this idea this idea that there's a Kalvachoma that teaches us if we celebrated the fact that we got out of Egypt, and that was just me, Abdus Lecheris, from subjugation to freedom, so too over here, from existential crisis, from death to. Salvation of life. Of course, we need to celebrate. So, how are we to understand that? Says the Sofer, and he bases this on a Ramban, that that really is a Torah obligation to celebrate. We have a Torah obligation to recognize a miracle. The creates a law which is on the level of Torah. And so here's what's happening. The rabbis came and said, "You know what? There should be structure to this day. There has to be structure to the holiday of Purim." And so they created the four mitzvos of Purim of reading the Megillah, Shlach Manos, Samatanas, and the Mishta and the Suda. That is what they created. When were they going to create it? So the decision was made that it should be created in the second month. Why? Because there's more meaning to having the. Holiday connected to the month thereafter of Nisan because the G'ula of Nisan and the Geula of Purim should be juxtaposed together. But what about the first month? How can you pass over the fact that you're supposed to be doing and observing Purim and acknowledging the date that this miracle occurred from this Kalvachomer, from this Torah level obligation? So he explains, he says, Really, we do. Really, when that day comes, the day of Yudalad in the day of Tesfav, 14th and 15th of Purim, we celebrate. How do you know we celebrate? We don't say Tachron, we don't say Lam but more importantly and more classically, we do not do Hespedim, we do not do Tanism, we don't do eulogies, we don't do fasts. Those are things we do not do because we are celebrating this day as a day of a miracle, as the Torah requires. We cannot possibly be sad and make ourselves sad on these days. But the actual celebration of the holiday, the performance of the mitzvahs, that is pushed off till the end. But we are doing the Torah's obligation of what we do when miracles happen to, on Purim Katan, on Yedalad, on Tesvav. So look at Purim Katan in a different way. We are fulfilling the Torah's obligation for celebrating and making sure that we are absolutely not sad on these days, although we wait until we get to really appreciate the miracle in a month from now. Enjoy. Purim Katan Tzamech.